I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're tuned to the Steve Donahue Show on CPL Radio, your one-stop daily source for Steve's take on the world of books. And now your host, the book critic who literally reads everything, Steve Donahue. Greetings, fellow patrons of the Cedarburg Public Library, and welcome back to the Steve Donahue Show, where we discuss bookish news, views, and reviews with happy unconcern. <laughs> this morning, I was walking past my producer's glass-walled control booth when I made a terrible mistake. I turned my head to look into the booth. I don't know what I was thinking. This is a terrible mistake for an obvious reason. It dramatically increases the risk of making eye contact with my producer, which invariably encourages him to bound up out of his chair, press his nose against the glass, and want actual human contact, uh, with all the inevitable woeful results for everybody else concerned. This time was different, uh, however. He was staring fixedly at his cell phone with a furrowed brow, occasionally pecking at the screen. To my admittedly limited ability to read his crude array of facial features, he seemed concerned about something. And I was, despite myself, momentarily curious. Only 20 minutes later, when he left his booth for a cookie dough break, I looked at his cell phone, and it was open to the Goodreads app. I'd already vaguely known that Goodreads sometimes vexed my producer. He's been on the website since 2007 and is still hoping that someday somebody will accept one of his friend requests. <laughs> But as unlikely as that is, or ever will be, uh, it got me thinking once again about Goodreads itself, that monster site devoted to all things books and reading. It's a site that boasts tens of millions of members, uh, and which is, which is about tens of millions more members than I would have thought uh, consisted of all the readers in the whole world. <laughs> uh, and a great many of those members are feverishly busy. They create reading groups and reading challenges and lists. Ye God endless numbers of lists. 
They engage in millions of bookish conversations and post millions of reviews. In a far more concentrated way than Amazon itself, which owns the site, Goodreads has always seemed like the place where readers of all kinds congregate. It ought to be heaven for somebody like me, and yet it never has been. I've been a member since 2011, but not once in all that time have I made any consistent use of the site. And I confess, I've often wondered why that is. I recently read an article in the New Statesman that raised all of these questions with me again. The piece was called Why Goodreads is Bad for Books, and it's written by Sarah Manavis, who spends a good-sized chunk of the article talking about potential upstart competitors to Goodreads, which she says looks like, quote, a teenager's 2005 MySpace page, cluttered and random and unintuitive. But she also spends a good deal of time detailing why a Goodreads competitor would be a good idea in the first place. Here's what she says, I'll quote her. There should be nothing in the world more benign than a Goodreads, she writes, a website and app that 90 million people around the world use to find new books, track their reading, and attempt to meet people with similar tastes. For almost 15 years, it has been the dominant platform for readers to rate books and find recommendations. But many of the Internet's most dedicated readers now wish they could share their enthusiasm for books elsewhere. What should be a cozy, pleasant corner of the Internet has become a monster. She also writes a bit more to the point, uh, quote, Across a huge range of reading habits and preferences, this is the one thing that unites millions of Goodreads users, that Goodreads sucks and is just shy of unbearable. The piece mentions Tom Critlow, an independent strategy consultant who once tried to create one of those Goodreads competitors, a failed challenger called Seven Books. In the course of running down the reasons why Goodreads should be scrapped and replaced, however, Critlow himself acknowledges that in the one area of the site, there's no real problem at all. This is what he says. Keeping a list of books you've read and want to read is, exact, is actually served pretty well. Most of the imagined features and social ideas are not actually that useful. Those everyday power users notwithstanding, that's certainly been the case with the many hundreds of people I've met who use Goodreads. They use it almost exclusively to keep, to keep track of their books, what they've read, how many they own, what their friends have read, some quick glances at those infamous star ratings, but nothing more, nothing immersive. For that limited purpose, Goodreads works just fine, and maybe that explains why it's never drawn me in. After all, I was keeping track of my books and reading just fine through analog means long, long before Goodreads or even the internet existed. Even so, that New Statesman article once again had me picturing all the ways a massive reading site like Goodreads could be improved. We could remove the star system altogether, for instance, since books aren't microwave ovens or quick Yelp reviews. And we can improve the site's navigation, so that it's not quite as difficult to find the particular book you're looking for. I've lost track of how many times I've been looking for a book on Goodreads. Not found it, even though it's a prominent title. Gone to, you, to Google and typed in Goodreads and then the title of the book and been directed back to Goodreads. The Google algorithm could find it, but not Goodreads' own algorithm. Uh, that could be improved, and so could a bunch of other things, but not the community aspects, not the discussions, and certainly not the keeping track of your books. Uh, just shy of unbearable. <laughs> I don't know. Even Goodreads the way it currently is now doesn't strike me as all that bad. Uh, and I wonder how many of you uh, my fellow patrons, use Goodreads and how you use it, uh, whether or not you would agree with this article. We'll have to revisit the topic somewhere down the road. Uh, but in the meantime, I'll sign off for now, and I'll wish you a wonderful bookish day.
The Steve Donahue Show is a production of CPL Radio, a service of the Cedarburg Public Library located in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.